Willie, as we ring in the new year, ding-a-ling-a-dang-dong. That's, that's like a whistle, but whatever. Toot toot. You know how everyone likes to set goals and resolutions and how 2020 basically just said, no, no, we're not going to do any of that. We're going to do it <laughs> my way. But now that, that it's gone, it's dead. We uh, threw some water on it and it melted into the oblivion. What are your what's your resolution for 2021? Oh, that is a good question. You know, I got harassed. Harassed is a strong word. Harassed? Poked fun at. I got harassed by people because when I get home from work, I take my Apple Watch off. It's rare that I leave my watch on all the time. And I don't know. It's just it's heavy on my wrist. It hurts. I also have carpal tunnel in my right wrist. So when it's there, sometimes it's just gives me wrist pain but we know why that is masturbation outside of that i would like to go on a fitness journey this year i i think like uh, like everybody there's this desire to want to just be in shape but outside of just the fitness part which i actually think i have down i'm working out four to six times a week you're trying to you're trying to fitness pants right I'm trying to this pants. Everybody does this, but I purchased a pair of pants, tried them on. They were too small. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to save these. I'm going to save these for a day when I can fit into them. Those are your gold pants. Yep. I would like to fit into my gold pants. Or or maybe we would call them purpose pants. Pee pants for short? Pee pants. Yeah. Uh, my pa- pants? I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. You want to put on these pants and you don't want that muffin top, even though they are delicious. You don't want that that skin explosion coming out the top there, <laughs> or uh, as they used to call it back in the day, Dunlap syndrome. You know where you your your belly Dunlapped over that belt. <laughs> uh, I, but I I think like everybody sets goals for fitness. What kind of goals do you did you set for yourself this year? This year I took a big page out of last year. And my, my last year's goals were to consume less media and to just basically try to do more things, create more things. And I think we kind of accomplished that with this, with this podcast. You know, I set out to be a creator and, and we did that. So this year, I think my goal is going to be to make no more resolutions ever again. You're giving up. You're I'm, putting I'm in just the towel. Gonna, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm throwing it in. Welcome to the Front Podcast of the Internet. I am Scott, and this is my co-host, Willie. Happy New Year, Willie. How are you doing? Uh, you know, I it's been a weird year. I Here's something interesting. Every year for the past nine, probably ten years, between December and the 1st of January, sometime, I should say around Christmas to the end of January, that one week time, I always get sick and it'll range from just a mild cold to the flu last year i got the flu this time of year so much so that anytime somebody says like let's make new year's eve plans i have almost always been sick for them today is no different scott has had to endure me uh blowing my nose constantly so there are moments where i'm just muting myself and blowing my nose because my allergies are still kicking my ass it feels like allergies but I might just have a cold again 
And I was really expecting that this year would be different because I'm wearing a mask. I'm washing my hands for 20 seconds as many times in a day that I can. And like to the point where like my hands are so goddamn dry, I'm going through so much lotion outside of personal reasons. And I don't know, man, it's day one. And I already feel like I'm starting it off on on the wrong foot. Yeah, and knowing what we know uh, now, last year you actually could have had corona at this time because it was here. Accurate. I could have. I went to Vegas in February. I don't think I got sick, but, you know, I was playing with fire. Yes, literally, in your hands. So I'm glad I'm glad you're, you know, getting the getting out of the way because you usually don't get sick a lot. So No, it's really only this time of year. Other than that, it's just like maybe a... Uh, I'm going to state the sexist term, a man headache, which is different than what women go through because we're little bitches. So what what most people would consider just a normal headache for me is like I'm dying to the world. So I get those. You need your nookie blanket. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I need my blanket. So for this episode, Willie, the first episode of 2021, I think for any podcast, I don't think anybody else is recording today. It's Ooh, today is our day, man. It's yes. January 1. It's 112177 cars for kids. And so we have the unique opportunity to make this episode our own. You know, I'm I'm a hater, Willie, and I, I hate to say it, but it it fits the profile, right? If it quacks yeah. like a duck, if it farts like a duck, it must be a duck. The end of the year lists that I see all over the place, you know, top 10 of 2020, I hate those. What do you think about them? I think they're just kind of like lazy. Here's what we did. You know, I, I get it. It's it's to recap, but I don't like them at all. I wish they would go away. You know what I noticed? It's interesting. As you said that, I was thinking, all right, outside of Reddit, which you and I are passionate about, hence this show, there's a few sites that I go to 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 consume news outside of this. I watch a few series on YouTube. I watch it or listen oh, news, to a few podcasts. I, yeah, I, I would think you're, I thought you were going to say something else. Porn? Yep. Yep. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. Oh, got it. They don't do top 10 lists. <laughs> I've looked. <laughs> For hours. They, uh, <laughs> There's only so many ways you can have a stepbro and a stepsister get together. There isn't really a top 10 for that. Anyways, the sites that I go to, they all have their variant of here's the top 10 pieces of tech that came out this year. Here's the top 10 in whatever this thing is. I, too, skip over those every single time because I've already consumed that article. I don't need to go look back at this. Don't give me a top 10 list of games from 2020. I've played the games that I've enjoyed. You're probably going to tell me Smash Bros. And I didn't play that game. Breath of the Wild? And I don't have a Nintendo product. Yeah, you don't even own a Switch. So you're, you're just going to tell me things I don't have that aren't relevant to me. Needless to say, for this show, we wanted to provide a little bit of balance. A yin and a yang. We're going to reflect back on maybe the most impactful story of the year for us. And then we're going to look forward at what's, like we always do, what's the most recent news of the year as we get started into 2021? Yeah, Willie and I negotiated. We flipped a coin. Uh, we flipped each other, actually. We we, sit, we said, who can do a, a backflip the most? And we just, we just decided to compromise. So we'll do one from the old and one from the new. We'll sort by new, which, by the way, I don't recommend anybody does because it's mostly porn. Or if you're a lonely, go for it. 
Yeah, we don't judge. I know, I know. Get carpal tunnel no. like Willie. It's fine. So, without further ado, Willie and I set a torch to all things 2020. But we saved this one photo of what was the most impactful moment for us in the, you know, insert derogatory term here that was last year. Willie, what was your most impactful moment from 2020 on Reddit? Today is a unique day. If you search on Reddit, just go and search by the last year, an entire year's worth of top posts. You're going to find some incredibly visceral moments from the year. 2020 was was not an easy year. And I, I think we've heard that over and over and over again. But until it landed on our doorsteps, literally, it didn't hit me like a truck until this summer, about seven months ago. So from public freakouts, there is a post that says, please make this go viral. I'm begging you. Police and National Guard patrolling neighborhood and shooting civilians on their own property. Make America see this. I beg you. With, in parentheses at the end, it says Minneapolis. So around the time that the protests and Activision first started in Minneapolis around the death of George Floyd, racial injustice hitting its peak this past summer, there's a video that went incredibly viral across all news sites, Reddit, and it was posted by someone I know of a video what? of, yes, somebody I previously worked with, people walking down the middle of a street in Minneapolis, and these girls are sitting on their, their stoop, their steps in front of their brownstone apartment building. And one guy wearing his entire set of military gear turns and shoots a rubber bullet at them on their doorstep doing nothing. Yeah, I remember that was a that was a that was a really big Reddit moment. Do you remember what street it was on? I can't remember exactly. Okay. Cuz I feel like I cuz I lived in Uptown at that point. It was in Uptown time. and yeah, it was so, less than a mile from you. So it must have been super close and it was wild. From my vantage point there was a a building in the way, but I lived a block off of Lake Street on the mm -hmm. west side, not on the east side where most things were going, but still well within the vicinity of where a lot of the protests were going on. And it was a, it was a scary time for, I'm sure, the entire city, the entire country. It was just wild. And sadly to say, I think a, a day or so ago, we actually had another officer-involved shooting that ended up in the death of another um a somali individual and it's it's just reignited a lot of feelings and we'll we'll have to see how it plays out but it's it's like did we learn nothing in these past you know seven months whenever it happened it's amazing how time seems to stretch itself and shorten itself in these unique times uh, i remember around the time that not only covid was hitting but these protests were starting to break out. I remember you guys, where you had previously lived, hearing a lot of that noise from the things that were happening, mainly the like the more visceral things at night, like the burning down of buildings, the, the looting and the rioting, that you guys got out. You guys left we, and went and stayed with your parents. For, for the, yeah, when I think it was the night that 
they ended up burning the precincts and the post office and yeah we for for safety's sake it was it was recommended that we evacuate our building they boarded it all up and everything but so yeah it it ended up being totally fine because like i said we were kind of outside of the the main area but but still you know even our employer said like if you guys have to get out for safety reasons please do we'll put you up in a hotel somewhere which was which was crazy because like we were still in the dead center of the pandemic and we didn't know what we know today so to mm-hmm. like to leave our building was still kind of sketchy i i remember coming down to your parents house to visit you because scott and i would try to find moments every couple of weeks to go on a, a quarantine walk distant from people wearing our masks and I, I came down there and that was the first night that they put a curfew in place. And you and I had never experienced that in our lives growing up distant from most events like this. Right. I mean, Minnesota is not a place where you would expect to be the the epicenter of anything. We're flyover and, and, country. And here we were. Right. We're, we're the center. We're the center of the, the country in this incredibly distinct time and i remember driving home because you lived you were in a suburb and i'm driving back into minneapolis and the highway was shut off yeah blocked by police and there's uh if you've ever been to houston there's like two rings of highways that kind of circle the inner ring and then the outer ring of houston uh, I say Houston because it's a good example and more people recognize it. Minneapolis has a small version of that. So imagine that inside ring. We have a ring of highways that surrounds our city. That was all blocked off. You just like you couldn't go inside of that on a highway. It was shut down to to people. And this is what an hour before the full lockdown. It was surreal. I remember hearing jets. I remember uh, helicopters every single day flew over our building. It was it was wild. So bringing it back to this story as i reflect back on the year and this impactful moment there it it was for me it was impossible to pick one thing that that popped out from media companies like nickelodeon shutting off their service for eight minutes and 26 seconds the yeah the the video length of george floyd you know begging for his life yeah to to these like just constant seemingly constant amount of videos of unrest it's going to be a year that you won't you just you can't forget it absolutely absolutely it's my 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 story is going to be very similar because how can it not be with what we just went through it for me it's it's the other half of that i feel like 2020 at least in the middle, can be summed up in two events. The one you mentioned, George Floyd starting the Black Lives Matter uh, protests throughout the entire world. And my impact moment was the the virus, coronavirus. There's a picture from our pics that is titled, If This Is You, Fuck You. And it is a picture from some sort of shopping area, grocery store, Costco, type place where people are lined up and everything in their carts is literally toilet paper. That's it. There's nothing else but giant packs 
30 packs plus 64 packs, whatever, of toilet paper. And I remember the very first day that we shut down, like our offices shut down. This happened about two weeks prior than the rest of the state deciding to go on the lockdown. So when we closed, when we were told, like, you can't come to work, you are just supposed to stay home and we'll contact you later with more information. As somebody who grew up in the scouts, like I was always taught to be prepared for anything, you know, no matter what. So I remember going to the grocery store that night after I finished my last shift and I bought three weeks worth of food. Like I got canned goods. I got any cleaning supplies I could get my hand on, my hands on. Even at that point, things were kind of thinning out just because people were scared, but I didn't have a a membership to one of these giant places. So like all I could buy was a regular 12 pack of toilet paper. And I just bought one because I didn't know that this next picture would be the following week where people just went and cleaned out stores. Yeah. This is a picture at a Costco with three different gentlemen seemingly more behind them full with the Costco size carts of of filled with toilet paper, like uh, the bottom rack, the top. This one guy has one, two, three, four, seven packs of toilet paper. And I bet they're I still using those. I'm, I'm sure if you go back and listen to our early episodes when we first started recording, like I was incre- incredulous about the whole thing. Like I, t- I just don't understand. You don't need toilet paper to cure coronavirus like I, I just don't get it they were they were probably afraid that they were going to shut down these essential services right like mm-hmm. grocery stores would close and everything and i mean i get it it's a it's a panic buy and nobody knew what was going on so i mean at that point in time i would say you're crazy looking back it's it's a lot easier for me to say like that's something that's forgivable just because we didn't know what we didn't know I think there's probably a few generations that are older than us that could look at this photo and find some pretty real analogies to Y2K back in 1999 when everybody thought the world's computer systems were just going to come to a come to an end and shut down because they didn't know what would Y2K if you're unfamiliar which is probably surprising for most people that listen to this show. But if you are unfamiliar, <laughs> we was a t- yeah was a time in 1999 when people had no idea. The best experts in the field uh, of computer science did not know what would happen. Bill Gates when a, himself. Yeah, when a computer system would go from its internal system clock saying 99 to going back to zero zero. They thought they would shut down. They just, they didn't know what the computer would do. They thought everything would come to a halt, would reset themselves. Everything would get deleted and banking. Which was the most important part. I mean, it was basically the financial system thought it would crash and collapse our entire economy. My parents had friends in that time, Scott, that built bunkers. Do they have friends now? They built bunkers in preparation for this. They went and bought like giant plastic trash cans and filled them to the brim with water. They filled their bathtubs with water. They thought that all utility services were going to go down. I guarantee this is 21 years ago that some of them still have cans of food from that time. That's how much they bought. Dang. Yeah. And, you know, sadly, the bunker business is still thriving. 
I read a, a Verge article yesterday on how you can go bu- buy a shelter in North Dakota that used to be an old bomb, like an facility. old bomb, just an old it's bomb. It just was an old bomb. Yeah, and it's carved out. You get into it, and we we launch you at the enemies now. So it's what they've been doing for years. So so that that for me was like the oh you know maybe I'm not prepared for what's going to come for the rest of this year. And then, as we know, things just continued to get worse and worse and worse. There were moments where it got better. Until, yeah, until it eventually did get better, yes. And here we are, still able to record on the first day of what will hopefully be the biggest comeback year since Kim Kardashian. Because in that one video, she she got come on her back. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Andy. There, there is a, an interesting alternative experience to this photo. On TikTok, there was a video where the, this is this new thing where people will say, what's one thing you'll look back at the year or name your biggest celebrity interview moment, right? And then they'll like stitch on to the end their little clip. And this guy said uh, in a New Zealand accent, he said, so back when the pandemic hit, I went and hoarded a bunch of toilet paper and, uh, and then my government rid us of coronavirus and i have all this toilet paper and i don't know what to do with it anymore <laughs> no uh he didn't say toilet paper he said masks he bought himself a ton of masks and now he doesn't have anything to do with them because he doesn't have to wear masks in his country because his government knew what they were doing well can good on you new zealand and all those other countries that are way ahead of us so <laughs> willie now that we've scrubbed that that evil contentious record-setting year let us remember it for what it was let us take to heart everything that we we've learned all of the lessons both good and bad and use that to build on a stronger new polished hopefully brighter 2021 what do you say i want to start with one moment where there was a moment where science was flourishing there was a lot of moments where science was at its its peak, right? I mean, it was an Olympic athlete like Michael Phelps swimming in the breeze, just backhanding all of the, the naysayers out of the way. One episode, we covered something that in the moment we thought, hey, this is a cool little story. This is a one-off. We're never going to revisit this again. But this person gave us an update. And this person gave us an update five days ago. What a Christmas miracle. So do you remember that video or that photo that was posted of a doctor holding a clear bag and in there is this white milky substance substance. and what were those? What was that? That was, wasn't it his own uh, plasma or something like that? It was his own white blood cells that they had taken out and adapted through immunotherapy to adjust. And I think it's a she actually. But they they changed the white blood cells in order to help cure their stage four cancer, which we were super excited about at the time because that's just insane science. So here's a post from interesting as fuck that says, hi, remember me, the white blood cell immunotherapy girl? Well, here's an update. It worked stage four cancer to no cancer in three months. Zero evidence of disease at the three-month scan and staying that way. How unbelievable is that? Now, that is what I'm talking about 
for this New Year's. That's what I want to see. I want to see science just go balls to the wall and wreck everything that we've known to be negative and uh, destructive in humanity. I just, let's give them all the money. That's the war we should be fighting. No war on drugs. We should be fighting war on disease. Seriously. I, I, th- I think this top comment, one of the top comments speaks uh, miles to what we're talking about. This person said, so they removed your white blood cells, gave them the old Rocky montage treatment, and put them back into the ring to defeat Apollo cancer. I don't know if I interpreted your original post correctly. I just understand things better when it's explained in Stallone films. Either way, congratulations. (laughs) I was going to ask you what kind of cancer they had, and you just said Apollo cancer, which sounds... I've never heard of that before, so... Uh, I have no idea. The the other top comment to this is somebody who donated their white blood cells a couple years back for the development of this treatment. And that person got chills because it's like, wow, I actually made a difference in someone's life. And that's that's all we can ask for when it comes to our, I guess, science and medical community is they are the ones who are working behind the scenes. They They ask for no, I guess, awards other than to change the well they do ask for awards and they get them they do they is is there is there an event i'm missing during awards season where they hand out i mean i guess there's like the nobel prize but they don't have any grants a three hour televised event where all the celebrity celebrities show up to uh, hand out these nobel prizes it's usually something i read about on reddit maybe like a week after it happened I think it's just proof that scientists are above the novelty of award shows. Which is what we think they should be. It's what I think they should be. You know, I don't know. Be- how you better feel. than us. <laughs> <laughs> better than us idiots. All right. For mine, it's it's not as it's not as cool as yours and I feel kind of bad. So I think you're winning today, technically. You're winning 2021, Billy. I'll give you to that. Give that to you. Mine is from Facepalm and... It goes a little something like this. Do you know who, do you know, did you ever watch the show Sister, Sister? Of course you did, Willie. Everybody did. Don't lie. Anyway, one of the, one of the sisters, I think they were, I think. Was the it name, sister or sister? Yeah. One of the sisters, I believe they were the Maori sisters, Tia and Tamara. It looks oh, like. Oh, that show. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm not trying to call them out, but they did post something that that the internet took umbrage with and the post from facepalm is real friends would understand why they haven't reached out or not and not hold it against you tia says during this pandemic you really see who your real friends are who's checking up on you making sure you're okay remember that when all of this is over and the internet responded with I feel like we need to constantly remind ourselves that the entire world does not revolve around us. Testing people's loyalties during a pandemic is narcissistic. So I've thought about this a lot during this time. Like, should I be reaching out? You know, are people not reaching out to me? And is that a problem? Because I think maybe we've all had this thought, right? Like, who's who's our real friends? Who, who's our are a loyalist compatriots, if you will. But what kind I, of expectations should I have of the people around me? Yeah, but this this pandemic has flipped everything on its head. And I agree with the internet on this one. I think that, you know, if you don't have the capacity 
to to try and take care of others during a pandemic, that I think that's okay. You should be trying to take care of yourself because this is an unprecedented time and we've never been through like this, something like this. Why is it that in order for you to know who your true friends are, they need to dedicate themselves to you? They're not in a relationship with you. I, I firmly believe that the most sound, strong relationships between two human beings are ones where they understand going into it that I am here to serve and support you, and I am looking for that reciprocation in return. While a friendship doesn't necessarily have the same expectations. Yeah, friends can be multiple levels. You could not talk to a friend for years and be able to pick up right where you left off. Like That's the sign of a true friendship right there, I would say. Because mm-hmm. you know, life just happens to everybody differently. And the the quicker we can recognize that and treat it as such it just comes it's kind of comes back to like making sure you're the best you if you can make sure that you are the best you that you can be then other people around you will see that and you'll be able to be better for it i saw this video yesterday that really irked me and it goes right in line with this post it was this girl saying out loud as if the people that were watching were her friends I did this thing. Be proud of me. I did something. I want you now to be proud of me. And it made me think it, the same way Tia believes that her friends, the people she surrounds herself with, should be proud of her accomplishments. This girl felt the same way. And I don't see it that way. Scott, when you bought a house, I wasn't proud of you. You weren't? I was happy for you oh okay why would i have a sense of pride that somebody i care about did something they accomplished i did nothing i I didn't do shit and pride pride like this person is saying pride in their friends is when i did something to accomplish uh, amongst a team a family member i helped mentor somebody i think a parent can be proud of their kids because they help raise them and influence them to do something that is a place where it's okay to be prideful for someone else. If my sister does something, I don't feel pride for her. I'm happy for her. I'm glad I can have all of these admirations that I send her way, but there's nothing for me innately to be proud of because I had no influence on it. Yeah, I hopefully this this past year has allowed us all as a as a species to re-examine how we interact with one another. Like, what is important at the end of the day? Is it is it the close familial relationships that we, we were maybe taking for granted and, like, we should focus on our core? They say you should focus on your core anyway, but maybe you should focus on your core when it comes to relationships as well. I, yeah, I think you're probably right. I, I don't do enough core exercises. probably why my back hurts so much. Maybe it's also because I'm just getting old. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any. I don't have a six-pack. I don't have an eight-pack. I have like a, a family pack is probably the most accurate uh, description of, of where my core is right now. But yep. a family pack of Velveeta cheese. <laughs> if I've learned anything, it's that we should be focusing on what's important. And, you know, maybe your friends, quote unquote, Tia, get knocked down to acquaintances. But I think that's OK. If, if they're not a true friend, so to speak, that's that's just life. That's what happens. Maybe they can be more friends again 
whatever expectations you've set for how a friend exists, you know, maybe that has to be revisited. There's lots of different options. She's got options, and hopefully she sees that a little bit more this year. 2021 should be a year of focus for us, really. We're, we're going to have to look inward, and obviously you want to make yourself better. I want to make myself better too, and our levels of success will be different all year long. And because we are friends, no matter what, no matter where you are, really, I'm going to support you in what you want to do. Will I judge you? Yes, I am human. But I would expect the same from you. It's just the way our brains are wired to operate. But at the end of the day, I can overcome that because I also recognize that we are flawed human meat sacks. And I'm going to let our friendship be stronger than the neurons firing in my brain. So, I just want to say... Thank you for being a friend. Oh, 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 yeah. Travel down the road back again. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here. Throughout everything that was 2020, and I'm looking forward to having a stronger, better, fitter 2021. Uh, Scott, I'm not a a very emotion-forward person to others. I can sit and watch a movie like Soul and cry my eyes out, which, by the way, fantastic. Go to Disney Plus, watch that movie. I loved it. Outwardly, I struggle to share my emotions with other people when I'm feeling that, but thank you. Let's do that. The The thing I want to break down for us in 2021 is our toxic masculinity, Willie. <laughs> All right. And, and not necessarily like it's it's a bad thing to us. We are not. We are not. I'm, I'm just saying like we need to focus more on the Britney Spears side of the toxicity or the system of a downside and then look at our masculinity as well. So I think maybe we should just kind of like do a, a brief little uh, touch base every once in a while where we focus on our emotions as our feelings yeah yeah because it's a hundred percent fucking okay for guys to display emotions and if you can't display emotions it's because we haven't been given the space to we weren't taught how to do that we were raised on rambo and die hard so we thought we can solve everything with guns and violence but we weren't raised the way that people are being raised now. And I I am jealous of that in a way. I am jealous that, you know, men crying wasn't necessarily reinforced as a positive stereotype or something to to during my youth. I don't know what happened to me, but I was raised to believe that it was okay to cry. That's because you were beat a lot. And that's really the only thing you can't do is cry. No, I was not raised being beat uh contrary <laughs> to popular belief no my, my my parents growing up were always okay we're always sympathetic to like how are you feeling and it's okay to feel those things and not feel bad not have to hide the way that you feel did your dad um, cry in front of you ever 
all the time. Really? Yep. Same with uh, my mom. Never really cried. My mom was a hard ass. Yeah. Good for her. Um, <laughs> but my my mom was also the one that was like my my sister and I have talked about this at nauseum that growing up we never realized just how strong and motivated and focused she was because we would get annoyed at little mom things right like clean up your room or go do this thing or ask the same kind of repetitive questions right all of those like loving and caring mom things that get under you as a child and so she was just like the one to keep things together but my dad on the other hand like for movies tv shows reading a book like he would totally cry thinking about something so that was normal for me but i i don't know what happened at some point in my life i just kind of like shut that part out to the rest of the world because I think in fear of like showing somebody the real side of me, but I like that goal of trying to break down some of those barriers and be more comfortable expressing how I'm feeling, which in turn, hopefully will give our audience some space to also see that it's okay as well. Yeah. It's, it's all about becoming better and moving forward. And, you know, like I said, if you're ready to do it, let's do it if not we'll we'll just we'll make the show normal you'll make it funny in post and hopefully hopefully you listeners out there still like us i just want you to like me so thank you everyone for listening to our podcast throughout the year that was 2020 and we really hope that you listen to us more in 2021 and we're only getting started if if 2020 is any representation of the year through the shit storm that it was, there was some incredible things to come out of the year from somebody being cured of their cancer to not one, but multiple real vaccines coming out for COVID and a change in the political landscape in the United States. There's plenty of hopeful things on the horizon and we want to be here for all of it. On a personal note, we've had hundreds and hundreds of listeners and we hope that you guys stick with us as we share with you the best the worst and the memes of reddit in the new year we're going to continue to bring you the memes outside of this conversation over on our instagram at sub for that and through personal conversations on twitter at sub for that or you know what? If you just want to email us, you can email us at subforthatpodcast at gmail.com. So 2020, old and busted. 2021, new hotness. And remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's SnowRunner, Woke Kids, DND Homebrew, or Saved You a Click, there's a sub for that, sub for that. There's a 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 sub for that. Happy New Year, everyone.